0: She showed us an alley that was supposed to be haunted by Père Antoine, once the pastor of the church. But he's a very benign ghost, she said in a high-pitched, strained voice. He came to the city in 1774 as part of the Spanish Inquisition, but never got into the spirit of things. She continued from building to building around the quarter, telling us stories in a mediocre way. This girl is awful, I thought. If her northern accent didn't give her away, you could tell by the flat way she told stories that she wasn't from New Orleans. When she came to the intersection of Royal and St. Anne Streets, she rattled off the story of Julie's Ghost, in the same monotone she'd used for all her other stories. Julie had been an exotic octoroon whose protector had given her a beautiful home with servants and fine jewelry, but it wasn't enough for her. After her protector's wife died and Julie was pregnant with his child, she pestered him to make her his legal wife. One freezing and damp December night, when her protector grew tired of her begging, he joked that if she stayed on the roof naked until the dawn, he would marry her. Knowing her love of comfort, her protector never expected Julie to take his dare seriously, and he spent the evening playing cards and drinking with friends in the parlor. When he retired in the early hours of the morning, He couldn't find Julie anywhere. Terrified, he climbed to the roof and found her frozen and naked corpse. The protector was shattered and, driven to drink, died the following year. It was a heartbreaking story, but instead of being moved, the tourists glanced at their watches. Sally had missed an opportunity to milk the tale for all it was worth. Maman would have told the story with tears choking her voice. Any decent storyteller would have. The tour came to an end, and despite looking less than satisfied, the tourists tipped Sally with notes, not coins. Those people hadn't signed up for a ghost tour like that, I thought, as I walked home. If they were interested in facts, they would have taken a historical or architectural tour. Instead, they'd wanted to hear about objects moving by themselves, lights turning on and off, mysterious footsteps, and transparent figures appearing at the foot of a bed. They'd chosen a ghost tour because they wanted to be scared out of their wits. I knew I could run a better tour than Sally had. The following day, I jotted down ideas for ghosts who would interest tourists. There was no use taking them around the French Quarter, where I would be recognized by people who knew me and Maman. So I settled on the Garden District, which had plenty of grand and spooky homes of its own. It was 150 years since the French had sold New Orleans to the Americans, and yet we Creoles still maintained our superior attitude towards them. The Americans had been industrious people who worked around the clock and lived prudently in order to make money. We were people who valued leisure and frivolity above all other pursuits. These days, with a sick mother to think about and the devilry fortune a thing of the past, perhaps a bit of prudence wasn't a bad thing. As I gathered material for my stories, I decided that I would need to dress the part of a ghost tour guide. My pale skin and dark hair would work well for an otherworldly style, all I had to do was wear dark red lipstick and a black velvet dress, Maman kept in the back of her wardrobe and had.